Welcome to the MongoDB podcast. I'm Shane McAllister, developer advocate here at MongoDB, and we are glad to have you join us. This is another in our world podcast series where we play back recordings that were taken at the show floor at MongoDB World. And once again, I'm also joined by Cedric, our intern here at MongoDB, not our only intern, one of 120. So Cedric, how are things this week? They're going fantastic. It's another week, of course, in the New York City office. And mm-hmm. speaking of the other 120 plus interns that we have around the world, I'm actually going around this week and interviewing some of these other summer interns about their projects. So learning how they've gotten into software development, product management, legal, marketing, and a bunch of other fields. So it's going to be fascinating to do these interviews. I've never, never really conducted anything like this, but you know, all these interns are super excited. They're super passionate about these projects, about making impact. So yeah, that's going to be my project for the week. Excellent. And is, is that going to end up on a podcast in the future, perhaps as well too? all those interviews? It will. It will. I'm very, very excited for that. It'll come out somewhere near the end of the internship in August. But yeah, it'll be a intern highlight special. Excellent. Very much look forward to that. That should be good. And, and it'll be very interesting because I think that, as you say, the fresh perspective our interns have, I know I work closely with two here in our Dublin office, and it's amazing to see their perspective on things and how they go about things. So yeah, that, that sounds really good. So we have another interview here, Cedric. This is uh I think interesting because we all of these have been different. So this time we've got Ollie, the co-founder and CTO at a company called ChargeHub. Now, ChargeHub are setting about trying to simplify electric vehicle driving by making charging your electric vehicle easier by getting rid of the range anxiety associated with electric vehicles. So they've got an app and a website for finding charging stations initially, regardless of you know who operates, who owns them, who runs those. And indeed, they are now working on something that's making life a little bit easier for most by paying for charging, not having to set up different accounts with lots of different providers. So once again, Ali was at MongoDB World in June this year, and Mike Lynn got to interview on the show floor. So let's have a listen. Let's kick off and um, let folks know who you are and what you do. So hi, I'm uh, Ollie. I'm co-founder and CTO of ChargeHub. So my daily job at ChargeHub as a CTO is to lead the technical team, uh, make sure they're happy working on uh, amazing stuff and uh, making sure our, our tech stack is scalable for millions of users. Fantastic. And ChargeHub, tell folks about the business. What is ChargeHub? Yeah, so ChargeHub's mission is to uh, grow electric vehicle adoption. And the way we're doing that is by simplifying the electric vehicle charging experience. Um, So that's kind of our, our big mission. We have an app and a website to find all the charging stations in North America. And just recently, we also launched a a product called ChargeUp Passport that enables users to pay for charging as well using a single app. Okay, so I don't own an electric vehicle. But one of the things that I think about when I think about purchasing an electric vehicle is, is ensuring that I'm able to get charges on a longer trip. So I guess the first thing is, What's the average like maximum distance across all the the car makers, the car manufacturers that you can travel? Uh, so that's a great question. The older models have something like a hundred miles that you could do on a charge. Uh, some of the newer models now are coming out with three hundred or four hundred miles, so you can go a lot further on a, a single charge. 
keeping in mind, even at 100 miles, a lot of times for a daily commute, that's completely fine, right? One thing that you have to remember is you usually come home and plug in just like your phone. So you're always leaving your house with a full tank, which is really different from kind of the traditional experience of like going once a week or once every two weeks to the gas station. Okay. All right. So, so it's not so much of a problem for the daily commuter, but when I'm going to take a trip somewhere and maybe travel a longer distance than I'm used to on a daily basis, I, I've got to think about this. And that's where Charge Hub comes in. So tell me how I interact with Charge Hub. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's exactly uh, where we fit in. We're really like a travel app, actually. So when you go outside your range, you'll use Charge Hub to plan your trip. So you'll make sure that if it's a really long trip, you can charge on the go. If it's a shorter trip, you'll find a, a destination uh, charging station. So you use our platform because we have all the data. So we uh, include any station out there that's free or paid uh, from any station operator. So that's really kind of the discovery aspect. So to find charging stations. Uh, another thing to keep in mind in the uh, electric vehicle space is that charging stations aren't like gas stations. So they're not like announced with a big sign outside, like from the highway. They'll be quite smaller. So they could be like a size of a, a kind of an adult uh, a human. <laughs> uh, so they're harder to find. So you really need an app like ours to to find where they are before you get there. Interesting. So... Are a majority of the charging stations that have been deployed, are they free? There's a number of them that are free. We actually have a filter. Like if you really don't want to pay for charging, you could filter out and only look at them, uh, the free ones. But there's a lot of paid ones as well. I mean, you are purchasing the electricity, purchasing the parking spot. So there's a lot of paid ones as well. And how did Charge Hub come about? That's a that's a great question and a great story. So we actually started the company more on the consulting side. We're doing some uh, electric vehicle consulting. We're actually building electric uh, vehicles for off-road. And one of our clients kind of asked us to find all the charging stations in, in Canada. And we decided the best way to do that was with an app. Uh, we put the app on the App Store because it was free. And all of a sudden, people were downloading it and using it and giving us some feedback. And that's when we, we really realized that that we're solving a problem. Like people actually needed to find these things. Hmm. So yeah, that's how it came about. Yeah. So there's the consumer side. And if I've got an electric vehicle and I want to find these, what about the other side? How do you get the data about the available charging stations? So we really connect the charge station operators. So the people that are operating the, the charging stations to the uh, EV drivers. So we're a neutral third party. We don't operate charging stations. We don't own any charging stations. That's really where we draw a, a, a really good line between what we do. And our mission is to work with the charge operators or charge station operators to help them have more visibility on their network, bring them more users. So we partner with them and we include them like that in our uh, platform. Are you comfortable talking about your business model? How do you make money? Yeah, so we, we have uh, different revenue streams. So we actually license out some of the geographic information data that we have to partners like TomTom, SiriusXM, who uh, are embedded in other uh, systems like um, auto manufacturer systems. So we have the most complete and accurate database in North America for where these charging stations are located. So we we have that revenue stream. But re recently we launched Charge a Passport, which is um, a way to pay for charging as well through our system. So 
Earlier on, I talked about how we solved the problem of finding these things, but there's another problem with paying for them. So in the past, you had to sign up for multiple accounts. So if a uh, station was operated by operator A, you had to sign up for the account, put some money on that account, and then pay for it, and then do all that over again for operator B. Um, and as an example, here in New York, we're, uh, we're in New York right now, there's around 13 different operators around New York, right? So quite a pain. So we're solving that problem by partnering with the operators and offering a, a, an option to only have one account, put money on that one account, and then pay for multiple okay. providers through our platform. Well, that's great. I mean, that's convenience right there. So if I don't have to worry about you know, where I'm going to get power, whether it's going to be free, whether it's going to be multiple operators, I can use ChargeHub to plot my route and to, and to ultimately pay for, uh, for, for, for juice on the way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a right now there's a convenience fee added to the transactions. So, to, so that's that's the business model. But the, the magic there is that that fee is redistributed back to the operators as well. So so there's an incentive for them to, to be part of our uh, be part of our platform. Sounds like a win win. Yep, absolutely. And that's our goal is to, to make it easier for the EV driver. And then we win. The operators win. So that's really a kind of yeah. our goal. And you're using MongoDB. Can you talk a little bit about the stack and how you're using MongoDB? Absolutely. So our stack is mainly on Node.js, uh, our backend stack. Uh, our native or apps are all native, but our backend is on uh, Node.js. So uh, writing JavaScript, it's so natural to go to Mongo with the document model, uh, MongoDB with the document model. We have a, a few different databases actually in Mongo. So we have our um, what we call kind of our user database is in Mongo. We're using the, the open source parse server. To, to manage all that with authentication and all that. And that's been working amazing. We also have kind of our interoperability layer that manages all the interoperability systems between all our uh, charge station operator systems and our systems to translate the data uh, into different formats, to synchronize it in real time, to manage all the transactions. So all that is actually going through MongoDB, which is uh, a really cool, uh, in my opinion. So just an example, if a user gets to a charging station, they have to know if it's available or not, right? And so we have to synchronize that data with all our partners in near real time uh, for, for the user experience. And so all that's being synchronized through MongoDB. Oh, fantastic. That's great. It sounds like a great use of, of MongoDB. So you're obviously in Atlas. You're using MongoDB Atlas? Yes. Okay. Yes. Are there other parts of the platform that you're, you're leveraging? So we are currently not leveraging as much as I think we should. Uh, being at MongoDB World here, we've uh, seen a lot of new features coming and a lot of other features that we're potentially not aware of. Um, a little bit of background, like we've been really razor focused on launching this uh, interoperability system and, and payment system, making sure it's stable, uh, secure, working really well for our partners and our users. So we've been very, very focused for the last uh, year and a half, but the product's now launched. It's working amazingly in uh, in the wild, as we say. So at this point, we're, we're taking a step back and looking at a lot more things that we could do. So some of the things that I'm really interested into looking at is charts, um, using charts a lot more to do reporting and even internal and external presentations. Uh, we've seen 
client-side encryption here or uh, field encryption. So that we're going to be looking into to, to make the sure that... queryable encryption. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the queryable encryption. We are working with, you know, session and financial data in a way. So security is really one of our top, top, top requirements. Um, so we're definitely going to be looking at that. I think maybe just that in itself, the built-in security features on Atlas... Uh, by default, uh, really made or, or helped us out. Just having those enabled by default and and there, it, it makes it really nice when you're working with partners and working with, you know, we work with some of the bigger utilities in Canada that have pretty uh, strict security requirements. And even for us to, to, to scale our platforms in a secure way, having that by default is, is just such a time saver and it checks the boxes on all the audits and it's makes us feel a lot more comfortable and helps us focus on, on yeah, building this peace, stuff. Peace of mind. So yeah. you've mentioned Canada a number of times. Charge Hub is based in Canada. Are you available in other parts of the world? So we are based in Montreal, uh, in Canada. Uh, we cover Canada, US, and Mexico. Right now, we've been really focused on that. EVs, electric vehicles, and charging is everywhere worldwide now. Uh, Europe is, is growing a lot, Australia, even uh, Asia. Um, but we've been really focused on solving the problem here. We have a really unique market here that's very different from the rest of the world. And we've been really focused on solving the problem here and making it a nice business for us, for our drivers, our, our users, and, um, and our partners. So that's really what we've been yeah. focused on. So yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm, I'm trying to solve the problem in my mind. How many vehicle charging locations can there be uh, across Canada, U.S. and Mexico? Yeah, so right now it, there's a, there's over 120,000 charging ports. So there's kind of two different layers. There's a charging location and a charging port or outlet. So really when I say 120,000 is the number of cars that can charge at one time in North America. It doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, three, how many, how many million people? <laughs> Yeah, we are at the beginning of the industry, right? Right now, I, I don't know the latest number I should, but the number of EV percentage on the road is, is still quite small compared to gas cars. But I think everyone's now seeing that the wave is coming, right? If we want to solve the climate crisis, yes, we will need clean electricity. That's for sure. Not all electricity is clean in North America, but there's going to have to be electric cars uh, to, to solve that problem. And so it's going to be growing like crazy, yeah. I think. And especially now, I think I paid $5.90 to fill my tank. I think it was over $120 to fill my tank last time. So I, I would imagine this is a bit of a long tail. So I would imagine you're going to start to see some uptake in the coming months and quarters. Yeah, we've seen just last month our analytics skyrocketed because uh, we call it kind of the trifecta or something. But there is, uh, you know, COVID is hopefully ending. Uh, we'll see. But but definitely all the restrictions are being removed. So people are going out more. The travel season is starting in North America, at least like in the north where the, the summer is when people travel. And then at the same time, the gas prices just started skyrocketing. And so our, our the traffic on our site just <laughs> increased so much. Uh, we do have a lot of resources for people who are looking into EVs as well. So it, it, that might have been it. Like, so. Well, uh, is there yeah. anything else you'd like the listeners to know about Charge Hub? Um, I would say 
if you are in the market for an EV, I would highly suggest you go to chargehub.com and check out our map. And the first thing you'll realize is, whoa, I can go anywhere. Uh, even with 120,000 ports in North America, guaranteed you'll be floored with the amount of charging stations that you don't know about. So that's the first thing I would say. Uh, The second is if you already drive uh, an electric car, make sure you download our app and uh, send us any feedback you have on on the experience that we love to hear from our users. We we really take what they say to heart and uh, we have a whole process to get their feedback in as fast as possible in our pipeline. So I invite anyone to go try out the app and and give us their feedback. Great. And we'll include links in the show notes, so check those out. The last question I had for you was about MongoDB startup program. I'm wondering how you how you found that number 1 and and what are the benefits you're enjoying? Yeah, so as a as a startup that's uh, a building a new product in a new industry, we, you know, we're always trying to extend every dollar that, that we spend to, to do the most we can with that dollar. So we we got some free credits to run our uh, MongoDB databases. And those were extremely useful because we get to build cloud first. So again, we have that scalability, that security from day one, and we can get the product out, get the users using it, really prove that concept without having to dish out, you know, all these funds. So really extending the value we get for every dollar is critical for a startup. So so that's been really helpful. Uh, There's also an advisor possibility to make sure that, you know, if you have any technical questions or any architectural decisions to make that that could help as well. We didn't use that as much as uh, we should, and, and we are look, looking into it now uh, for, for our next kind of architectural decisions. That's great. Well, Ali, thanks so much for stopping by and, and sharing details about Charge Hub. Uh, make sure, if you're listening to this, make sure you check out the show notes for links and all the resources we talked about today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So there we had Ali, who is the co-founder and CTO at Charge Hub. As a car enthusiast myself, I was particularly interested in what Charge Hub are doing, though I have a hybrid car, haven't really gone the fully electric just yet. So I, I, I plug it in at home at night and it gets me, you know, that little bit of electric driving around the town or city in the morning and, and then it reverts back to its engine. But I think, as Ali said, the wave is coming. And for me, you know, Charge Hub and other companies like that seem ideally placed to ride that new wave of electric charging, electric cars going forward. So do be sure to go check them out at chargehub.com, particularly if you've got an electric car, but obviously if you just want to see a little bit more about what they're building. So that wraps another one. I think this is number six in our World Series episode, Cedric. So what amazes me actually so far is the variety of industries and interviewees that we've had from optimizing health, managing IoT data, low-code, no-code app deployments, managing addiction recovery, and immersive education. And I know we've a few more to come, so please keep an eye out for those in future podcast episodes. Myself and Cedric will very much enjoy bringing them to you. So anything else to throw in there, Cedric? I think you covered it pretty well, but remember, as always, links are in the show notes. And also, please remember to review and subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode from MongoDB World. So from me, Cedric Clyburn. And me, Shane McAllister. It's been a pleasure as always. We hope to talk to you again very soon.